Star Wars 7x7 episode 765. Today we are doing a Rebels briefing looking at Idiot's Array, season 1, episode 9 of Star Wars Rebels, featuring the return of yet another original trilogy character and, in my estimation, one of the best. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Alvin Johnson with the 501st Legion, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host Alan Voivod and none other than Lando Calrissian returns to the screen, to the small screen albeit, but hey, any return is a good return. It's in Star Wars Rebels and voiced by the man himself, Billy D. Williams. Now, I'll be honest with you, it sounds like he's lost a step. Just a small one, just a small one. And I'm sensitive to it because I've been hearing it for a long time in famed Los Angeles Dodgers broadcaster Vin Scully. He is in the middle of his 67th season of doing the play-by-play commentary for the Dodgers. And the one and only doesn't need a color commentator. He is all you need. And he is absolutely the greatest. He is the best at what he does, and you can ask any fan of any rival baseball club, and they will tell you how incomparable Vin Scully is. Now, Vin, in the last few years, you can hear it in his voice. You can hear it just a little bit that things are running a little bit slower. He's still the incredible font of wisdom. He's still sharp as attack, but you can just hear the delivery is just slowing down a little bit. You can hear it over time, and it's the same way with Billy D. Williams. His delivery is just not quite as sharp, as quick-witted, as snappy as it was back in 1980 and 1983 with Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And of course it wouldn't be. You would never expect it to be. But the beauty of what Billy Dee Williams does is that he actually uses that to his advantage. He uses it to play sort of a smoother-talking con man than we've ever seen him. He's like a little lazier in the best way, a little more laconical, if you will, a little more, hey, this is kind of working out for me, and hey, Sabine, your art's really nice, and you can almost hear, mm, you know, the genuine sincerity and yet also the artificial nature of what he's doing in the midst of everything, and it is really well done, so kudos to Billy D for working out a way to deal with that you know, loss of an edge and still managing to make the character just as believable as he was back in the 80s. And kudos to Dave Filoni and the rest of the team for coaching that performance out of him too. At least I'm making the assumption that he's getting some direction, but of course, why wouldn't he? What director wouldn't want to direct his actors? So anyway... Moving on, let's talk about the episode in brief. It starts off with a classic scenario that you would expect Lando to be involved in. He is playing Sabacc at some little tavern on Lothal and manages to basically bluff Zeb into thinking that he's got a tremendous hand and that he should bet Chopper to cover the bet that Lando puts down. And, of course, it's not enough because Lando's packing an idiot's array, an unbeatable hand in Sabacc practically. And so, yeah, then he loses Chopper, Zeb does, to Lando. And Lando uses the opportunity to get the ghost crew to help him with a smuggling gig and says, yeah, I'll give you back Chopper if you help me out with this particular job I need done. 
and the job involves getting some mining equipment from a low-rent crime lord, but Lando doesn't have the credits to buy the mining equipment, so he actually cons the crime lord into thinking that he's giving Harrison Dula to him as a slave, which is absolutely ridiculous, <laughs> and they go along with it, the ghost crew does, but Lando actually hints, hey, there's a bunch of escape pods on this ship, so Hera actually busts some heads and uses one of the escape pods to get back onto the ghost and leave the crime lord in the lurch. So Lando gets his mining equipment for free, at least so it seems, although he does get a kick in an unfortunate place from Hera for his trouble. And they find out that the mining equipment is actually organic. It's a puffer pig that, of course, when it gets scared, it blows up to enormous size, and that, of course, happens at a very inconvenient time. But the Ghost crew is able to evade the TIE fighters that get launched when they are running the Imperial blockade to get back on Lothal and eventually get back to Lando's little farm on Lothal. But the crime lord, as Morrigan, has anticipated this move and traced the ownership of Lando's farm back to Lando and is now coming for his comeuppance. And that, of course, includes everything you can imagine. He wants the puffer pig back. He wants Hera back as a slave. He wants to take over the ghost and its crew. And he wants Lando dead in the process. And so naturally, a firefight ensues. And something happens in here which was sort of odd for me, I have to say. And that's Lando shooting someone. Now, of course, we've seen Lando shoot people in The Empire Strikes Back. So that is not entirely unusual. And we saw him being violent in Return of the Jedi. So again, not very unusual. But in the new canon, they did a Lando limited edition or limited series I should say a five issue series in which he specifically talks about not carrying a weapon around and he doesn't carry a weapon around in that series and he has a reasoning for it he doesn't want anybody to know that he's actually a crack shot he wants people to think of him as being diplomatic as being the person who talks through situations and always finds a compromise and doesn't resort to violence and he makes a point of mentioning that anybody who would think otherwise about him being violent is actually dead because he shot them so he's not actually leaving any witnesses to the fact that he is a crack shot with a blaster or that he's willing to be violent when it needs to be the case because he's killed everybody who would otherwise know but in the case of this Rebels episode, there are people who live to tell the tale about Lando being a crack shot, including the crime lord and his henchmen. And of course, the ghost crew knows it as well. But I'd love to know what your thoughts are about this seeming contradiction. So if you've read the comic series and you've seen Lando episodes of Rebels, then do chime in the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com and let me know what you think about that apparent contradiction. So in the end, Lando doesn't have the money to pay the ghost crew for helping him get the puffer pig, so he offers them Chopper back as payment. And the ghost crew thinks they've put one over on Lando because in the midst of the firefight, Chopper stole a bunch of fuel canisters and packed them on board the ghost. But it turns out Lando actually knew all along as he confides to his puffer pig that he considers that his payment to the rebels, that he knew they stole the fuel canisters all along. All in all, some great crosses and double crosses in the episode, some very funny turns, and yeah, exactly the sort of thing you would expect from an episode that featured Lando in it. I am very much looking forward to the next episode that Lando appears in. Hey Rebel Rouser, you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you gotta do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. Shh.
All right, time for a trivia question here for you. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. Last time we asked you where the First Order projected that Poe and Finn's TIE fighter was going as it was heading back to Jakku, and that's to the Goazon Badlands. Today's question, what reason does Poe give for letting Finn keep Poe's jacket? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you stow away on a Trade Federation landing craft, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a short negotiation, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.